Here's the situation. Is there any food or drink you'd continue to have if you knew six hours later you would, without nausea or any other undue unpleasantness, vomit for one minute straight? I'm Rush Howell. And I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a very real podcast about very hypothetical situations. And this week, our theme is bosses and tosses. Whatever that one means. That's right. I mean, it could be bo- you know, it could be boss related or not? toss related. Right. <laughs> you threw out one in the o- in the intro that was toss related. Yes, that was a toss. Uh, yeah. I believe, in, unless it's like the boss burger. Is it yeah, no, this thing? was in a toss your cookies kind of kind of situation. Yeah, absolutely. Bosses and tosses. So, um, all right, TJ, I've got one for you. I'd like it. Here's the situation. Mm-hmm. You are a you enter into a contest. Okay. Where you get three throws. Yes. And with each throw, you must throw a different type of ball. Okay. The ball has to be oh. a ball from a major sport. Okay. Okay, so we can later debate if a sport's a major sport. Okay. Or not. A puck is not a ball, but for the most part, most sports have a, a ball. Yep. You got to pick You got to pick three different ones. Okay. So each throw is with a different ball. Um, what three balls do you pick? Yep. And how far combined in feet do you think you can throw those three balls? Okay. Nice. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to take a baseball. I spent a, a good part of my life throwing a baseball around. Um, I'm going to take a lacrosse ball. Mm-hmm. Can I do that? Uh, yeah, I'll call that. That's right on the fringe. We'll okay. In, in celebration of uh, UVA, just won the national title yeah. yesterday over Yale. Yeah, congrats. Um, I didn't. I don't care. But uh, <laughs> okay. when I was at, when I was in college, my college team won three national titles in yeah. lacrosse. And those guys, um, the really good players were, were pretty nice guys, but some of the other ones were just very, very proud, Yeah, you know, as, as you would be in college of winning multiple national titles, which made them a little insufferable. My alma mater was usually, is usually pretty good. At, oh yeah. Uh, we, were, we were like, we were rivals yeah. back in the day. And who knew? Yeah. And I didn't. I, I couldn't <laughs> care less. But anyway, uh, lacrosse ball. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, and I'm probably just for weight. If we're going for distance here, I'm not going to do softball because I basically just consider that almost a baseball. So I'm going to try and get a little further away from that. I think for weight, and I'm probably missing an obvious. I might go with a golf ball. Okay, because I think you can you can you can toss that fairly fairly uh, far. And let's say let's say um, from home plate. Down the line, it's usually about 310, 315. I can't make it that far. But I am going to throw these balls for a total of 690, 690 feet. 690. So what are are, are, are the three there? How far are you throwing each of the three? Um, I'm I'm thinking the baseball and lacrosse ball, if I have the lacrosse ball right in my head. Yeah, I think you do. I think it's roughly the size of a baseball, hard, hard Hard, rubber. Hard rubber ball. So, and probably a little heavier than a baseball? Uh, Yeah, probably like, almost like a billiard ball in terms of weight. I think I'm going to throw them all, what I went by was I'll throw them all about 230. If, I think I might be able to throw the baseball a little bit, a little bit further, the golf ball a little bit shorter. But I think those weights are comparable enough that I'll be in the neighborhood of 230 on each of them. Okay. Did I say 690? You I, did. Okay. You did. I think I'm going to be able to throw them. Well, and that maybe makes if sense. I, if I'm wrong on the baseball and I can throw that a little bit further, possible I'd throw that a little bit further. 
allowed for time to warm up. Then I might come up a little bit shorter with the lacrosse ball being slightly heavier, a little bit shorter on the on the golf ball. But I think I can get pretty good air under all so of them. So a pro baseball player can probably throw a baseball... 400 feet. Uh, mm, 390. 360. Yeah, I was going to say 330. I mean, I was maybe that's... You know, an average throw. I feel like it's a pretty hard throw to throw it from dead center and and hit the. I mean, you you often hit the cutoff man for a reason. Yeah. Um. And part of that reason is that it's hard to make an accurate throw. That although, distance. although, but I, if they're just rearing back and gunning as far as they as they right. can, but they're going to throw it a lot for, farther than you though, because they are a yeah, professional. Baseball. Without a doubt. But yeah, if they disregard for accuracy, I bet you most of them could throw it from the left field wall to home plate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm thinking that's about. And so you think you can you can basically. So how far is uh, second base from home plate? It's not quite. I think 120. So it's 90 squared plus 90 squared. It's the square root of that. Yeah. the The mound I think is the mound is a little bit closer. It's probably 125 somewhere around that because the mound's not dead center and that's 60 feet six inches to home. Right, I can get the exact number here All right. on my calculator. So 90 times 90 is 8,100. So I'm looking for the square root of 16,200. Uh, I say I could find it. I don't know. where. I don't think I have a square root key on my thing. So 120 <laughs> times 120, 14,4. So yeah, 130-ish feet. Um, I can definitely do that. You can definitely 100. do that. Okay. All right, so I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy 230 on the baseball throw. Okay. I'm going to say the lacrosse ball is going to go a little shorter. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing. Um, and I'm going to say the golf ball. Yeah, so okay, 690. I, I, you mean, buy I think it? it'd be a little, yeah, a little maybe, under. maybe you could do 250 with the baseball. Okay. But you give me you give me 675 if we drop it down in there. You willing to buy I, I, buy me at no, 675? I, I think I will say if you put the over at 675, I think I'm going to take the over. I would. I think you're I, th- I think you might throw them right around 700 total feet. Okay. Um, but I don't know on the golf because when I was thinking, my three were going to be a baseball. Yep. I know not a football because my it's, best football oh, throw is it's going to wobble in the duck up there. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it's probably I couldn't throw it 50 yards. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, tennis on balls my, on too my light. Best day, tennis balls too light. Uh, bowling balls out of the question. It's really poor <laughs> even, choice. Even a twelve pound is yeah. you know it's just not no carry on it. Very poor choice. <laughs> I considered um, I considered a few, but where I came out was um, that the golf ball, the baseball, and I had the softball mm-hmm. were were the three that I was going to uh, going to recommend. And I thought that the baseball I, I had a much smaller distance in mind, but but. First of all, you can almost certainly throw a baseball further than I can. You throw a baseball way more often than yeah. me. Um, still play weekly, baby. Get out yeah. there. Come on out there. Horner Park. <laughs> Horner, if the weather's still nice, I don't know when this episode's going to come out. Weather's still nice. Horner Park, Sunday at either 11 or noon. We're, we're, we might be fiddling with the time. Come on out. We got a bag of balls and some wooden bats. Yeah, take a dump on the field. <laughs> uh, put it. In I the hope thing. they played that episode yeah. right before this. Yeah, who knows? Hey, they, yeah, there should be rewards for for you know for, for regular listeners without exactly. a doubt. Uh, but so I thought I could throw a, a golf ball like sixty yards. Mm-hmm. So that was one hundred and eighty. I thought I could throw a baseball two hundred and twenty feet was my guess. But um, and I thought a softball would be about one one fifty to one seventy. But anyway. Um, 
I don't know. Be an like interesting it. challenge. You tell people that ahead of time. It'd be interesting <laughs> to see what different balls people choose to bring. I will. Uh, I will give you another uh, tosses uh, in return for for this. Great one. little game of catch. Yeah. So here's the situation. You were told by a believable ma- magical figure that once in your life you'd be able to throw any object of a 12 inch softball size or less. 100 yards or less with absolute accuracy. Okay. You were told this when you were about the age of 16, and you have uh, saved that skill, certain that someday you'd foil a murder or a bank robbery, you know, like knocking a gun out of somebody's hand or, or whatever. Um, you are now your age that okay. you, are, you are currently. How long before you just call some people together and make a bet or say like, hey, look what I'm going to do. Uh, and then, you know, knock a, a Sprite can off, uh, you know, a, a, the, cro- the crossbar of a, of a field goal thing from, you know, from 90 yards or whatever. 90 I yards would away. say 32 years ago. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I would go to the Bozo Grand Prize game and just bury, bury that sixth cup. I mean, and just win a, a brand <laughs> new bicycle and a $50 that's only bill. How, how far away? <laughs> it's not very far. No, but I think I would have had trouble holding back. Uh, no, but uh, I, I won't fight the hypo. So I've made it to, to my current age. Yep. I think certain that it would come in handy at some point of like, you know, you'd save a life or something. Foiling a robbery. um, But obviously it has not come up for, you know, whatever, 25 years. It has not come up. So, yeah, I mean, I think I can, I don't know, surely I can. I I would do like something really theatrical in the bet, you know, Uh like I would be like. Okay, I, I'd get. I'd be like, "Hey, how far do you think I can throw a golf ball?" And somebody'd be like, 70 yards." And I'd be like, "No, I think I can throw it a hundred. And they're like, "No, there's no way you can throw it a hundred. And I'd be like, "Not only can I throw it a hundred, I'll throw it in the hole." And they'd be like, "No, you can't." I'll be like, "Yeah, I can. Give me 500 balls to try." And they'd be like, "You're an absolute idiot." And then I would go out there and I would just throw normal golf balls for probably 310 of them, and just get really frustrated and be and because they're coming like. By that time, 60 yards no short. Idea, I mean, right. I'm not even close. And my, my friend would be like, what do you just give up? You obviously can't do it. And then I would just uncork one. Double or nothing. Right Double into or nothing. Yeah. This ball. Yeah. yeah just, like, you throw pick it. the ball. Right. Just throw it right <laughs> in. So, yeah. And and because I, I would have fun with it. But I would probably like do that pretty soon. I'm not sure what. Any value in waiting until you're like 70 to do it? Um. I don't think so. No. I think I want the money, like okay. ASAP. But and that's I, what you'd use it for. Yeah, some way to like, I don't know, just win some sort of ridiculous <laughs> parlor trick. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be a softball or bigger. Oh no, or smaller or smaller. A Twelve-inch softball or smaller. I mean, I might throw a playing card a hundred yards. Okay, like that would be awesome. <laughs> you know, I feel like I've been working on this for a while, and like, or like, uh, I don't know. I mean, a. a it, see, it doesn't work with a craps roll because right. it, I can't roll both the dice. Right. But I think, you know, if I could roll, look, if you gave me just one time, I'm allowed to roll any one number that I want. It's guaranteed mm-hmm. on the uh, on the craps table. And see, like, it would be awesome for this to be, like, televised nationally, but you wouldn't be able to prove your ability to do it mm-hmm. so that they would ever, you know, 
televise it or whatever. Right, but I would work very hard to gain a level of celebrity <laughs> that would allow me the uh, you know freedom to turn this into like. Some now sort you're of just beholden to this to this one time throw. You know, like you're living the rest of your life to try and gain enough celebrity so that you can sure. have this. <laughs> but it's like a great day. It's something you look forward to. I mean, I'm going to be super excited. I've got this one throw in my life. I always like whenever I fantasize about like weird stuff like that. It, it, I always want there to be like three. You know. Mm-hmm. So that you can, so that when you you use it once, like you still have a chance to perfect it, take it a little bit further. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think like, what are the other like? I mean, what's a scenario I've ever needed to throw something with incredible accuracy uh, way further than I could actually throw it? Right. Uh, it, I mean, it doesn't come up, but it seems like, hey, man, when you could really use it, you really could use it. Right, but I'm not I'm, knock a gun out of somebody's hand, you know, like from across the street with a newspaper that a free newspaper that you just grabbed out of a box, you know. Yeah, like it'd be great. You'd be a, red you'd be a hero. Then he'd reach down and grab it and shoot you. <laughs> right, because first of all, you just knocked a guy's gun out from a hundred yards away. Yeah, and like now you're gonna turn and run when he's <laughs> the range of his gun is is he's gonna be far. so flabbergasted by the throw. That he's not going to know what to do next. He I'm, thinks I'm, he'd just come up against I'm going to throw a lacrosse ball into his mouth. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do with that guy. I'm not going to knock the gun out of his hand. I'm going to put him on the ground <laughs> eating his, you know, face full of chiclets. <laughs> All right. I, I, like, I like How about you? Would you? I, I think I'd wait it? until, you know, if I'm sure like, hey, I, um, this is never going to come up. I'm never going to foil a bank robbery. I think I'd wait till the next time I was in like the largest, largest area you know, largest amount of people ever. I go to a, you know, like go to a Red Sox game and then like, hey, Beth, go stand over there and put that empty beer cup on your head and I'm going to knock it off with a peanut <laughs> and I'm going to make a big fuss before yeah. I do it. Scream and yell like, I'm going to knock that cup off her head with a peanut so that like, you know, a lot of phones were going. Because even now, if you put something on the internet, if you see those trick shots on the internet, first thought is like, oh, they doctored this. This guy throwing a frisbee from right. you know the top of a parking garage and swishing a ba- you know a, co- a you know swishing a uh, a shot from you know however yeah forty stories up and you know blah 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 blah. Um, so I'd need a lot of like witness you know personal witnesses and a lot of phones being on it so that there was a lot of verifiability to it. Um, but I, I I think I'd it'd be hard for me not to want to kind of William tell that shot. Yeah. You know, uh, one other thing I could do is like somehow create like an air of mystery around me as though I'm like, like uh Dennis Quaid in that movie where he, he comes out of nowhere to be a oh, high yeah, school the pitcher. Rookie? Yeah. The, yeah. I think yeah. so. Right. Where he's the high school coach. Yeah. He can throw it in like 97 and somehow get an audience with like a bunch of pro scouts for football and go out and throw one 100 yard pass <laughs> where I just hit balls somebody. too big. Balls too big. Oh, you need you, darn you, it. Get, you, get, you get baseball scouts out there and do it. Now, because yeah. like like you just said, all the pros can do that. All right. So, all right, well, back to the drawing board. I'm back to my golf bet. All right, um, let's see. Let's do a. Let's do this one. This is a bosses related. One. Okay. Here's the situation. Um, your fictional boss uh, is somebody you 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 like. Okay. Um, you get along well with them, and the boss says, "Hey, TJ, I'm yeah. going out of town." Mm, have a good trip and uh, i would love it if you would um if you'd watch over my place while i'm gone i'll i'll pay you um and you know i just i've got like some pets and and i just it would, i'd feel more comfortable if if uh if you 
you know, house sit for me. Okay. And it turns out he's got a great house, so you're kind of interested in doing cool. it. Cool. And he says, oh, by the way, um, I've got a, uh, I got a pet, like a guana, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a shipment of, uh, of crickets oh, yeah. that come in, and can you just, uh, mm-hmm. can you just... Um, when when the crickets come in, just get that and uh, open them and give the give the iguana like a cricket every day. Yeah. Um. So you you know whether regardless of whether that's a, too big of a turnoff for you to to house it, well, you, house you you agree to do it. Yeah. And sure enough, like uh, day one goes by, it's great. Day two, um, and you're there for for uh, three day weekend. Okay. Uh, early in the morning of day two, box arrives from UPS. Um. You think maybe it's the crickets. You go back um, and you open the box Uh-oh. of the crickets. And it turns out, and this is true, uh, when they pack crickets, they don't like put them in a smaller box or do anything like that was going to stop them. And, and just a thousand, cr- a thousand crickets oh, get out. A shit. thousand crickets Jesus. get out. And they are all oh. over the place making a ludicrous amount of noise. And you don't like crickets, I'm okay. assuming. Maybe, they're maybe all right. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's how, I, I didn't like you know watching them get eaten. Yeah, right. But what do you do? Thousand crickets loose in your boss's house. How, how do you approach? Part that? of this is fun. Part okay. of this now is because I <laughs> gathering gathering up a thousand crickets. Um, Beth and I stayed in an Airbnb one time, and I don't know how this happens, but there's like the day the ladybugs come to life, <laughs> and we stayed in a place where I must have got put in two hundred ladybugs over time. With a uh, with a takeout menu and a wine glass, just like trapping <laughs> them wherever they were in the wine glass with the take with the takeout menu. So part of this is kind of fun. The first hundo are going to be okay. I think they're easy pickings. They're going to sure. be pretty easy to find. Yeah, they're the they're the worst. Yeah, crickets they're, they're already they're, they're terrible they got, hiding crickets. They, you know who knows how how handled with care this package was. There's going to be a few that are just knock silly and oh, yeah. lazy and you know or you know or the the old and the <laughs> and the feeble. Yeah, um, I think they freeze them too. Probably. Yeah. I don't so know the first hundy are going to be going to be pretty pretty easy. I'm going to try and get them all. Okay. I am going to try and get them all. Um, what am I going to put them in? You going to call your boss and let him know, or are you going to see what you can do first? Um, I'll see how much work. I'll see okay. how much progress I can make, and uh, and I think like whatever. I made an honest mistake. I didn't know that this is how they sure. they come. And frankly, maybe I should have had a better warning as to like yeah, this is how they're going to come. You know, yeah, like why, why wouldn't he tell just you? poke a tiny hole in the box and get one out at a time? You know, or like, um, uh, so yeah, I'm going to try and get I'm going to try and get a few hundo by by the time I call. And I think I can call and say, like, this is what happened. I'm trying to get them all, uh, but be prepared when you get home. I, you know, I'm going to try and keep a count on these guys, but, you know, who knows if it was exactly a thousand or, you know, some are going to shimmy away. Um, Aren't a bunch going to get, like, inside, like, the oh, vents everywhere, and stuff? everywhere. It's going to be impossible to sleep. Oh, yeah. Um, and after a while, like, once I've lost sight of, of them, I'm only going to have sound to go by. Okay. I yeah. think I'm going to leave as many windows and doors open as possible. Good move. Um, Definitely more crickets are going to go out than there. No doubt about it. <laughs> I think more. I think more snakes and shit are going to come in. Sure. Good. You Help. know, drawn and birds drawn by the sound of plentiful, plentiful food. But I think I'm going to do my best to round them, round them up. And I and I think I will. There, there. At least for a while, there will be a point at which I think about this is just this is kind of a fun, weird game. Right. Um, once you, that wears off, yeah. it, you know, it's going to be a little maddening, but 
But then by that point, hopefully I'll have 500 crickets already caught. Right. Do you turn the iguana loose to just see? Oh, like, sure. How Let many, him go yeah, to not. Yeah. You like, take down? I think I will look up whether like an iguana will eat itself to death. Right. You know, okay. like I'll look that up. Quick. But otherwise, Google. I'm going to need the help. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm all hands on deck at this point. Yeah. Even if they're even if they're webbed, you know, like and I'll probably have friends come over, you know, like have someone, oh have anyone God. who wants to come over to help me out. Um, cause I think some people, like, it's if you like, got this call like worse than helping you move, like, oh, yeah. lost some crickets in but the, I, I in the air vents. You and I know some, some weird dudes. <laughs> and I think some people would be like, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> How can I not come and do that? Somebody would make a documentary. On yeah. It, right? You know, like I'm sure JPC and Adel and Kunkel or, you know, like would all be like, Hey, that's weird, man. I'll yeah. be there. You know, like <laughs> maybe do you mind if I bring the kids? Like, I think, I think you can make a thing out of it. And I think I'll get close to 800 crickets back, you oh know, and then 200 you, lost to the cause. And and you you definitely call like if you have 200 remaining, you got to call the boss right and say, "Hey, you're gonna have a, you got a 200 yeah, cricket problem." Yeah, man. Expect to have some chirping going on. You're gonna want to exterminate back. Yeah, yeah. Because you got to have an exterminate. Yeah, I, you know. So interesting. What I, do crickets eat? Like, how long are they gonna? How long are they gonna last? I think they're gonna make it long enough. that yeah. it's a problem for you. What are they gonna eat? Just dust mites or whatever they find, or yeah, well, like, I don't know what they're gonna do? Yeah, maybe eat other crickets. Yeah. Well, then this is a problem that solves itself eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just the alpha cricket <laughs> makes it. Yeah. Know, until I, you find one three foot cricket living in your vent. So I, I you know, I was kind of like, that's interesting. I did not. I wasn't like I'm gonna just find the crickets myself. I, I basically was in between. <laughs> I'm gonna call an exterminator right away because uh-huh. I got two days, and I'm just gonna call the exterminator and do it. And then the other thing I was thinking pretty hard about is just saying I'm leaving. Yeah. Oh, really? Just ditch? Yeah, because I'm like I don't want to. I don't want to search these crickets. I can't. It's like an unsolvable problem. I actually think if you find 400 of the crickets, I'm not sure you've helped at all. Yeah, it might have put no dent. Yeah. No dent in. Because, I mean, you only need probably 20 crickets to be making to enough really noise that's it. horrible. And at that point, I'm going to call the exterminator or whatever it is. I, I don't know. The guy may have to move out. Like, this is a horrible situation, <laughs> this terrible cricket problem. So I, I think, and, and I do think that I wouldn't feel that guilty about it because I'd be like, look, dude, you had to tell me. Right. You didn't want yeah. That, you know, when you open the cricket box, you got to put it in the cricket storage chamber. Right. Or, or they just all jump out of the box all, yeah. all at once. But it, anyway, that's inspired by a, a story that I read. I think it was a story I read, but, you know, <laughs> where someone had that issue occur and it was just kind of like an absolute <laughs> nightmare. And I don't think it was their boss, but it was like they, they bought some crickets and it did not go well. I was uh, I was walking, I think, on the Harvard campus one time and there was this huge outdoor amphitheater and it was at night and you could hear all like, you know, you just hear a bunch of crickets and stuff going and just had this. Had to, I wanted to do, make this short film. Like this band comes out and I was like, "What's up, Harvard?" And all you hear is you know the crickets, and they're like, "What's up, crickets?" <laughs> and it's a concert for the crickets, and then later on they're partying with crickets on the like on the concert bus and stuff like yeah. that. But the whole thing was designed to like they were not thrown off, but entirely pleased that they got to rock out for some for a group of crickets. Yeah, you clearly like crickets more than more than <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't I don't mind most living. Like things. the only thing you got upset about was like maybe having to feed one to the iguana. <laughs> yeah, like, that part was like, way worse. You're like, like searching around a thousand, thousand crickets. Crickets is awesome. <laughs> the, yeah, the living things the the living thing I'm most turned off by is probably human. Okay. You know, like other other than that I'm okay with most living things. Um, all right, I have a boss one for you, Rush. I worry that this question is a little bit boring, but what the hell? It's the one I came up with. Here's the situation. Um, you want to be part of a successful small business. It's a company of about 
20 people and you have contact with these people just about just about every day including your boss okay um what i have five qualities written down but um uh if that doesn't if that seems like too little or too many then go ahead and adjust it up or down but what five qualities would you want in a boss of this small company that you're going to have fairly everyday contact with that is both um, both appealing for you as an employee, but also appealing that this is a business that's going to be around for for a while too. So I guess it's a way of asking, like, what do you want in an ideal boss yeah. for you, but also for the success of this of this business? Uh, I'm going to want them to be passionate about the the company. Okay, uh, I think that's you know critical. They have to buy in to it. Um, as 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 a passion more than just a vocation, because uh, that's going to rub off on on everybody. Um, I think they need to be intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, obviously, this is a person who's going to be in charge of the strategic thought about how to uh, take this company. Um, so that's going to be important. And that's probably a quality that you also appreciate on a personal level as well. You imagine yeah. like you like hanging around with smart people more than more than dum-dums. Yep. And yeah, exactly. I'm going to have like a fair amount of lunches with this person. So that'll be important. Uh, I think they have to be. Um, I was going to say patient, but that's not quite the word I want. I think I think what I want is uh, even keeled. OK. So I find that so part of what I do is pretty stressful. Um, and there are, there are often things to, to, to use a stupid analogy. Um, you know, in, in men in black, like, uh, the first one, like Will Smith's like, Oh my God, you know, the world's about to end. And Tommy Lee Jones, who's seen it all and done it all is like, look, look, you know, tiger or whatever he calls Will Smith. <laughs> He's like, look, uh, the world's always about to end. It's our job to, uh, to keep people from panicking. And I've always thought that like a lot of the people that are really good in in my job where um, in particular the stuff that I do, which is a lot of like restructuring work, uh, distressed companies, um, very fast paced bankruptcy stuff. um, All of the top partners have like different skills, but almost all of them are extraordinarily like graceful under pressure. Gotcha. And so I would want that as a fine quality. Yeah. you know, on a personal level, I think I want them to be um, uh, well-rounded, whatever the right word is for that, you know, a renaissance person. You know, just I, I don't want a person um, – I gravitate towards the people that have, uh, you know, multiple interests. Mm-hmm. And, again, if I'm just going to spend time with that person, um, I think it's important that they be able to relate to a lot of different people in different ways as being a boss. And so I, I think it's important that they have uh, – um, you know, a good range. And then, and then I'll just go with five since you said five. I think it's very important that a boss be empathetic. I think you need to be able to put yourself um, in the position of your subordinates, understand that you don't know everything about them, that you can't see everything from their shoes, but make an effort to do so. Yeah. Um, And, and I think, you know, part of that is being respectful uh, of, of all, all the different people and, and who are going to have, you know, very different viewpoints. Um, and if you're not empathetic, uh, I think that um, it can be um, difficult to be a good leader. It's not like impossible. There are different ways that you can, um, y- y- you know, still kind of 
uh, be, be, be a really powerful leader, I think. But that to me, especially because it's a small company, um, I think you're going to really have to uh, be, be very engaged with uh, people on an individual basis. Yeah. And I think that requires empathy. Yeah. I would have on my list a uh, sense of humor yep. in like close quarters with, you know, that much contact with someone. Plus I think maybe, and maybe empathy. I don't think maybe you can have a sense of humor without, without a certain amount of empathy or something, you know, there's mm-hmm. something to that that allows you to laugh with people and um, uh, honesty you know, I, I'd like to be able to trust. I need to be able to trust someone that I'd really yeah. want to respect and work for. No doubt. And then, uh, like, a thing that I have no concept of in the brief time that, like, Dave and I ran a theater, I think we we came up short in, like, the understanding of real-world factors. Yeah. You know, like, I think we we had the, the dream and we had the ability to kind of, like— artistically direct the the theater we had we just had we didn't have a you know a strong enough sense of like hey buddies this actually is going to come down to marketing and stuff you know like your show doesn't need to be half as good if you have twice twice the marketing on it um so someone who has a, a you know a gauge of like hey boys this is how the real world works ladies and gentlemen you know let me let me let you know about this yeah yeah just being kind of like practical and effective you Mm -hmm. know those things are yeah i mean look you know there's so many qualities (laughs) that i think you you need um but i think the way it usually works with something like that is um regardless of what exact qualities that i want i think what you really want is i think to, to knock it out of the park in a few areas. Mm-hmm. So you, you want like a leader who is, who is truly special in a few areas, I think, um, which, you know, uh, cuts against me saying well-rounded, but that's not what I meant by that. But mm-hmm. I, I think you'd rather have you some non-tunnel visioned, right? right? Or yeah, you'd, you'd rather have, and I was just thinking about who I want to have lunch with, honestly, but yeah. I, I think you'd rather have somebody who's like, uh, if, if, if you rate their top 10 sca- uh, most important skills on a one to 10, I think a a person who's more likely to run a successful business is probably going to be like a ten in three categories, than maybe with a, a two a, with a couple and bad else, ones, right? As opposed than, to five, six, and everything. Right. That's just right. that's my opinion. All right, uh, I liked it. So uh, here's the situation. TJ. Okay, buddy. Um, this is we'll just do a real short one here. Love it. Um, you buy tickets to a Bruce Springsteen concert oh, okay shelled out some dough yeah we're doing we're going with the boss okay um you buy tickets to a bruce springsteen concert and let's just say for the purpose of this hypothetical whether it's true or not yep you love bruce springsteen okay. and you hate you too okay absolutely can't stand you too love bruce springsteen um you buy them uh online you don't put a lot of thought into it but you buy you buy them uh you get um you go you park you think the concert the bruce springsteen concert is Uh-oh. at you know the United Center, for instance. You park uh, a mile and a half away. Mm-hmm. You start walking there, and you start seeing people in U two t shirts. Mm-hmm. Sunday Bloody Sunday, Joshua Tree shirts. shirts. And, yeah. How many people in U two shirts do you have to see before you just walk away without even checking to make sure that the concert is a Bruce Springsteen concert and not a? How U2? many did I see? Uh, I'm saying, how many? How many do you need to see before you just say, "That's it, I'm out of here." Eight. Okay, so eight. I think so. And I don't. And I and 
and I'm not eight seeing a mo- single Bruce shirt. So is it eight more than Bruce Springsteen? Probably, so, uh, probably just. Well, am I seeing any Bruces? Well, let, let me ask. So let's say it's eight and zero. Then you're out. You're already out. What if it's twenty two and fourteen? I'm still going. I'm still right. walking. Yeah, yeah. You're seeing enough Bruce yeah. shirts. What if it's eleven and three? I'm still okay. Twenty and three. I'm in trouble. Yeah, at <laughs> that point, I'm in trouble. In at trouble. that point, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many. I, so if it's twenty and three, I'm definitely stopping someone and saying, "Who's playing tonight?" You know, like yeah. If it's eight, no, I'm just turning. I'm just turning around. <laughs> and if if it's like, you know, like twenty two and fourteen, I'm like, I'm asking like. Hey, is you two opening for Bruce? You know, it's like, right. is the edge opening? <laughs> is Larry Mullen, Larry yeah. Mullen Jr. like sitting in, in yep. Max's spot tonight? Or like, what's happening, man? Like, yeah, I think if it's 22, 14, there's no way I'm not at least going in. And then, you know, I also like, I might enjoy getting to yell at somebody for a minute <laughs> and be like, I bought this ticket. I specifically brought a Bruce Springsteen ticket. All right. You know? But is Adam Clayton? Is that the other one? Yeah, you got it. Is you that, got all four. Is that who's like? Is he sitting in? Because there's something up now. Because that's weird not is happening. Yeah, because there's. Because I imagine there's plenty of people who love Bruce and hate you two. Now, when you saw these eight U two people, it's different though. If you see like eight I'm different people, it's like three different over, groups, right. four different. But groups. if you see like one group of eight yeah. idiots and U two, yeah. you're like, okay, well. My whatever. brother and I went one time. We went to see Leonard Skinner uh, at this like. Um, open air, open air joint, you know, lawn, lawn seats and stuff. And we were, we were near the, near the back of the lawn seats. And these four guys start walking at us <laughs> from left to right. The first guy has L Y N on his shirt. <laughs> y R D is the second guy. S K Y N on the third shirt. Y R D. Nice. They're walking up and there's people on a blanket, you know, right, right in yeah. front of them. They split. Two and two, <laughs> so that they stay Leonard yeah. Skinner until they get around the blanket and then rejoin as soon as they're past past the couple on the ground. It was it was excellent. It's also the only show where and that was like, a Dylan show. Yeah, it was, it was, who is Paul Rogers <laughs> opened up for him? Um, and it's and like and and it's the only time you can go to a concert and hear people constantly screaming "Freebird" with zero irony. And then right. they don't play. You know, they don't play it in the main set. Come back and encore with encore yeah. with Freebird. Is there is there any more obvious situation than they're going to encore with Freebird <laughs> in the history of? I mean, I haven't been to a Skinner uh, yeah, show. Yeah, it's the thing that made the thing, you know. Yeah, but if you said to me, uh, Rush, first Skinner show, what are the odds that uh, Freebird is part of the encore? I'd say one hundred percent. All right, I have one for you on the subject of bosses. This is a weird one. I don't know how this is. I okay. don't know how this one's going to go. Sounds good. And so hopefully this doesn't put you like put it. you too much on the spot. Okay. But here's the situation. I'm going to give you a basic setup of a video game that doesn't exist. Okay. And I'd like you to describe for me as much as you like of the boss battle. Okay. Sure. Okay. And for people who don't know, and I think I'm using this right, usually spread out within a video game is something that's called a boss battle, which is you, you go through a bunch of like lower level guys and you build up to this higher level fight or whatever that takes yep. you know a lot more effort or skill or whatever to get through to, to get to the next kind of segment of story on that exactly one, one of my favorite nicknames i've ever heard and I, I don't remember who it is unfortunately but there's a relief pitcher who who comes in in the ninth inning that mm. they call final boss oh that's that excellent is awesome nickname. that is really great I thought I've given some thought as to if I was a relief pitcher, what what song I'd like my walk in okay. song to be, and it is Super Bon Bon by Soul Coughing. Oh yeah, and uh, just just I so that, that 
you know, step aside, let the man go through, let the man go through, move aside, let the man go through. So back to the question. Here is your description of the of this video game that doesn't exist. It's called Amphibious. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, you are uh, Montu, an island, an island girl who is able to breathe underwater. Okay. The first half of the game was fighting against a company and its guards who are involved in the genetic manipulation of marine animals. Okay. Cool. The second half has moved underwater, where you've been battling their mutant creations with the help of uh, non-mutated marine life. As you've defeated mutated uh, enemies along, you've assumed some of their powers. Okay. So you now have, like, the sonar of a dolphin. You have squid tentacles. You have, like, lobster claws or whatever. Yep. And now you are coming up uh, into this final sort of boss battle. Okay. Um, all right. So the way that the game is designed, um, I would have thought that the— that that in the levels you would spend more time going back and forth between underwater and outside of the water because you are amphibious, but that's not how it works. The first half is uh, outside of the water and the second half is inside. So the final boss battle for sure is going to um, incorporate both of those worlds. Wonderful. Okay. So um, when I think about uh, amphibious creatures, unfortunately I don't have a deep repertoire of, uh, of, I mean, I'm, I think about salamanders, toads, frogs, and I think of those three. Maybe a turtle, if you want it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I if you want I, it, I didn't think of it. I mean, a turtles are reptile, right? And I was thinking amphibians, but you know, I think that a salamander of those things is kind of the grossest. <laughs> you know, like this walking snake, lizard thing. Uh, and so I think the sal- you're going to fight a salamander, oh, yeah. and it's going to start uh, on land. Oh, great. Uh, but it's like a, it's a gigantic salamander. And the salamander himself was um, just a regular salamander who was genetically mutated with extraordinarily intelligent powers. Great. And then he uh, devoured the scientist that had made him into this Love freak it. and has instead taken over the uh, experiments, which previously were designed um, to be kind of like... Uh, minor helpful things to add to these creatures. Still wrong. Still wrong to fuck around yeah. with nature like this. Yeah. But it was designed maybe to, you know, he was going to try to help cure some diseases. And what this salamander has done is give all of these uh, powers to these amphibious creatures to make them evil and fight, you know. And so um, and so what he's got is he has an army of a lot of the things that you've already fought uh, throughout that he can use, that he can basically spawn off, that he can open different... Um, uh, cells like little prisons oh, that are tremendous. filled out. So you're going to have to fight a bunch of these little small things that will recreate a lot of the skills that you had to learn over the course of the course of the game. It's like in one fight you get Glass Joe, then Soda right. Popinski, then exactly. yeah, then uh, the Tiger or whatever. Yeah, exactly. My favorite level, like in video game history, and I'm going to forget the name, which makes it sound stupid since I said it's my favorite. But there's one of the um, final temples in. Uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time, you you basically go on like a greatest hits of all the stuff you learned over the course of the game. Mm. So you use every item and it's 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 you know when you have a puzzle solving game where you it, it's really not that hard, but you're you're having to at least think a little bit and so you make a smart decision, but they're not that hard. So you're just getting constant like, you know, kind of minor rewards mm-hmm. and it just feels good because it feels like ah, i've had to remember all of this stuff and i've got it so you're gonna have to remember all that and fight 
but you're going to start above ground and then it's he's going to take you down below into the water and you're going to and then he's going to release new mutant uh. versions of the stuff you've already fought except now there's tricks to them that are a little bit different so you're having to like deal with stuff that now is not exactly what you remember before but it's going to require more quick thinking and dexterity you have the bits and pieces maybe to know if you remember like oh when i fought the right. squid this time but now it's a but now it's a uh what gator squid so i have to incorporate some of the stuff i did with that Great. yes and then uh, i think it would be fun if the salamander himself is not you can't defeat him on your own you've got to somehow figure out how to take over control of these uh, other marine life such that not only do you defeat the salamander but they are returned to a state of harmony with uh, your world and all of the others so that's my final boss at the end of the game this should exist yeah yeah we got to change someone the, out there the make this but it, we we came up with the idea. This is just recorded. We're recording this. This should exist. That's a great game with a fine final boss. Yeah, it's good. good. I like it. Um. Okay. I don't know that we want to do that one with you as well. Or did you want to? Oh do no. It? Okay. Because <laughs> we just then create a different video game. <laughs> you you made that was the that was the definitive version. The definitive answer right there. That was the, the right. right answer. So um, here's one. Okay. Um. Here's here's the situation. You um, go to a restaurant, yes, and you place an order, and you have um, you have one thing that you ask for um, that's a little different from the normal way that they serve a dish. Okay, but it's nothing it's nothing outlandish. Right. Okay, so you're not saying like, hey, put some hot sauce on my ice cream, but it's something like, um, hey. P- Please no cheese on, on on the or I'm sorry. Please put cheese on the burger. Wonderful. Or please don't put ketchup on the burger, even though it, I see it comes with ketchup. Yep. Just a simple thing like that, right? Yep. What is the single kind of order that you could put in the single request that if they mess it up, yeah, is the most detrimental to your to your meal? Cilantro. Oh, okay. So if they put uh, on cilantro, you're just done. Gone. Period. Gone. If it's on it's, anything, because it's 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 also like, it, and I'm and I'm saying like sometimes they'll just put a sprig of cilantro on top of a Thai dish or something like that. Right. I'm not talking about that. If, if if cilantro is chopped and then put, it's everywhere right. and you cannot get it off of anything, it adheres to whatever surface it's on. Um, if there's any amount of moisture and there's always some moisture, right. That would destroy it. I'm done. It, it's, it's going, it's going in the garbage. And isn't it true that there's just some percentage of people that can't, they just, it is so can't take it. It's like horrific to you. If I'm using the word right. So anathema uh-huh. to me, it is, it is deathly. I've heard that like some people are made with a chemical composure or whatever that it actually turns cilantro into like formaldehyde in okay. their system or something. And I don't think mine's that bad. I just find the taste of it it is it is unimaginable to me as to why anyone would like the flavor of it. It tastes that bad to me. And right. it bothers me. There's also like I have food allergies too, so there's there's a pretty big list of stuff that for me would absolutely blow a meal. Right. Entirely, so there's several things entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Mine yeah. mine is um uh I, I there's well mine mine is if if you put mushrooms on the cheesesteak. Yeah. That goes from one of my five favorite foods in the world to it's oh, in the garbage. Yeah. And I and, and me, you can't get them out. I could have I could have a cheesesteak with only mushrooms. Mm-hmm. You could forget this. You could forget the steak, and I'd. Be, I would give it I'd to be you. Fine. I would hand you my cheesesteak and say, "Here you go." Turns out, here's the situation. You get my cheesesteak. Have you ever? Um, 
Because I've heard some people just texture wise can't can't do a mushroom. Yeah. I also know some people who are like knowing that they grow on dung or whatever it rules them off. Don't care is about it, that. Is it just a flavor thing for you? Or is no, it a text, texture, texture and flavor yeah. both? I could care less. I mean, I eat pig all the time. Yeah. Those things are filthy animals. They mm-hmm. roll around in the mud. But uh, yeah, I, I the texture is a big problem. And then the other thing about it is, so I don't like tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put a tomato on a burger. That's not a big problem, uh-huh. right? Yep. It's going to take me one Easily and a half removable. seconds. Yep. I mean, I, I've probably spent six hours of my life removing tomatoes from food, even yep. though it only takes one second each time. Yep. That's how many tomatoes I've taken <laughs> off of food over the course of my life. And, you know, I don't care because it, it doesn't linger like the cilantro problem for you. Yeah. I cannot separate these mushrooms out. Yeah. It, there's, I'm just never going to be able to eat it. There's, uh, I'm allergic to raw carrots, but not cooked carrots. I don't know how. How is that? that? I don't fake. know. That, that I don't can't know. be true. It is. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm allergic to cucumbers, not pickles. Hmm. Something happens. I don't know. Chemical wise. But like once a carrot's cooked, I got no problem with it. Raw, it, it makes my chest tighten up. Wow. But I have gone through... Those like I've ordered salads before and they use the kind of like pre-mixed salad mm-hmm. thing where yep. there's a bunch of tiny little carrots all mixed in there. Oh, yeah. But I have gone leaf by leaf removing oh, every little bit of ass. carrot from some because I wanted the damn salad. Right. Cilantro is impossible. Can't it's the it. size of confetti and it's hidden in little ridges. It's on undersides. It, you can't dislodge it. You have yeah. to, you know, like you have to remove it. So, you know, with forceps almost to get it to get it the hell out I've of had, there. I've had pizza where I take the mushrooms off, but it, 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 uh, I lose two thirds of the topping sure. because it, you know, it's all connected, yeah. but I'll do that. But the cheesesteak, it just, I, I, again, I'm just going to throw it in the trash yeah. and, and I'm assuming <laughs> I'm probably not at the restaurant. You're right. You learn when you get home. Right. I mean, that's so brutal. You're like, you your first bite. It's like it's just a cilantro bomb and you're like, Oh my, I got to go somewhere else. Oh yeah. Get some food or make something. I was I was all excited for this pad thai, whatever it is. Okay, yeah, and everyone uses it now. Like it's in like every bit of Mexican food. It's yeah, in, I love it. It's in every bit of Thai food. It's it's like it's cross all cultures. Somehow cilantro is now. It's hot too. I mean, like it's sexy. It's a yes. sexy ingredient. People yeah. love using it. It's like chipotle cilantro sauce. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right, so back to the top rush. Okay, and this is kind of a I guess. <laughs> Not quite a similar question from a different angle, but I guess, uh, you know, sort of. So, Rush, here's the situation. Is there any food or drink you'd continue to have if you knew six hours later you would, without nausea or any sort of other discomfort other than the vomiting, that you would vomit for one minute? And and let's say one minute, like, you'll still be able to breathe. You don't think you're, like, suffocating or whatever. You'd still be able to right. to breathe. But for 60 seconds, more or less, you're you're going to vomit. I don't think so. Okay. I think that, uh, so let me think of what the toughest ones would be. And I think the toughest things would be, uh, beer. Mm -hmm. So I can never have beer again. Um, or pizza. I think those two things would, would, and maybe like cheeseburgers, the, like losing any of those three things would be, uh, would, I, I would have a tough time, you know, like if you said, Rush, would you pay $5,000 a year um, to be allowed to eat and drink mm-hmm. those things? I'd say, sure. Here you go. Here's mm-hmm. five grand. But uh, throwing up for a minute, and I know you're saying, like, I don't have the nausea and everything that I build up, but right. I haven't thrown up that many times um, as an adult, but I, I have thrown up um, at, at a stomach flu, like, I guess probably three years ago now. And I had a situation, you know, where I was throwing up and I didn't know when it would, when I'd stop throwing up. 
Uh, and it, I mean, it, uh, that's, that's as bad as it gets. Yeah. I just hated it. And I think that even if it was just, it's going to come and go and it's going to be quick. Even if you said it's 15 seconds, which mm-hmm. might be a more like kind of reasonable time to throw up. I, I think I'd have to be like, nope, I'm got to give up pizza. I've got to give yeah. up beer or whatever it is. Part of me, part of me says to this question, yeah, just about everything. I, I wouldn't mind. I really don't mind vomiting. You're okay with it. <laughs> but, but the, the, like the, the assurance that I would need is that I also like, won't like blow out my esophagus or, you know, or stroke out or something too, because it, it could lead to some, some, so many more oh, other horrible, yeah. That's right. you know, repercussions, especially if it was that like, Oh, every going. time you have like bread, you're going to barf, you know, like then you're, you're going to be in, you're going to be in serious trouble. I, I, I also would really struggle with the, um, with the uh, like the dread of, of uh-huh. knowing right and knowing you wouldn't be able to enjoy up. it i would at really all, hate no. yeah i would really hate knowing six hours from now i'm gonna throw up and it's a little then bit what like, if it was just like in the very next second then you don't have to live with the dread <laughs> i would i would prefer that of, or like you know but if you said sometime in the next six hours i'd hate that i'd hate it if you said six hours from now i mean sometimes when i have a flight on a sunday night I have trouble like enjoying my Sunday. Yeah, because I'm just like, well, I got this stupid yeah. flight coming up, you. and I gotta, I'm gonna have to like leave at five, and then it's gonna get in late, you know, just all that sort of shit. Right. Like, I, don't, I don't like having stuff hanging over my head, and especially if it was I'm throwing up every time. I eat what if it was explosive diarrhea? Well, I mean, first of all, let's let's be honest. I'm already taking that on 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 many things, like because you say that, and I'd be like, no, and then I'm like, and then I'm like, Rush, uh, how many times have you eaten the Shake Shack? Uh, God, what is that burger? The smokes, the Smoke Shack, okay. del- delicious barbecue ish. And ha- however hamburger. this comment ends, we'd love to have the Shake Shack as a sponsor. Yeah, love to, of course, well, love it's, to. It's a delicious yeah. uh, burger. I love it, but um. I don't think I've ever eaten one and not had to take a shit within probably two hours. Great. And so, uh, like, I, I continue to eat it. So I think, yeah, there. Temporary blindness? An no, hour of, an hour no, of God, temporary no. blindness? No, absolutely not. Even if you knew you'd be home? No chance. Know? Okay. No chance. Temporary blindness? No way. No. Uh, With the assurance that it would always end after an hour, you'd just be blind for 60 minutes. Uh, yeah, no way. I, I mean, first of all, I couldn't, like, trust myself to, like... Cause again, it's gonna be like on pizza or something. Yeah. And like, but you be, might be asleep. You know, you have a last meal the day. At a friend's house, right? And they're like, "You want some pizza?" I'm like, oh. "Well, you have it. Have it at eight at night. You'll be go, home and in bed. You know, and just from from like blind. two to three, you're blind." Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I, I mean, the, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing about this hypothetical. A little bit though is, um. It, just because you're going to do it doesn't mean you have to then go eat the food. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the question is, would I would I ever eat pizza if I knew I was going to throw up? Uh, probably almost never. Yeah. If would I ever eat pizza for one hour of temporary blindness? Yeah, there would probably be situations where um, I know I'm I know I'm in a spot that's okay, and I, I might even be like, hey, you know what? Like you never meditate. <laughs> like this would be a good time. Just don't look at your computer for a little while. Shut down. Go temporarily blind from eating that delicious thin crust pizza. So yeah, maybe maybe in maybe in that world, I would I would you know eat a euro or something. Yeah. <laughs> this was here's the situation. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to thank Nick DeFort for uh, for producing this. Julie Nichols for our uh, 
for our theme music and we hope you're enjoying this if you if you are or if you're not or if you have a situation you might like us to uh to wrestle with um we're at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com am i forgetting anything no but if it's shake shack listening like, yeah please absolutely. we'd love to we'd, we'd love, love that to. we'd love to uh, thanks a bunch we hope to talk to you next time